uh, this is Sylvester McCoy. Uh, you're listening to Who Made Who and uh, Me Made Me. And uh, my mother and father did the same. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to Who Made Who, Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight. We're back to talk more Doctor Who Series 13, Episode 6, The Vanquishers. The finale of Series 13-ish, if you don't count the specials as part of the series, which I always do. Uh, We definitely must do this time. Let's immediately. I I feel like we're kind of given no choice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, we made some predictions about where we thought Chibnall was going to take this thing. And I, I mean, I was wrong. I thought we were going to get a mixture of like some resolution, but with something to hang on for, for later and kind of didn't get either. It feels like. There was no closure or resolution, yeah. or at least no satisfactory one to any storyline. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's three specials left, so let's just extend that out into next year yeah. sometime, whenever those come out. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, last time we were with the Doctor, uh, she just saw Tectoon get obliterated by uh, Swarm and Azure. And in order to avoid a similar fate, the doctor splits herself into three copies. You know how, like, the doctor has done before many times. First of all, what she actually does to avoid that is take half a step backwards as if go, (laughs) I'll I'll just move. Yeah, I mean, you know what? That would have been my first move as well. So smart. The least dramatic escape from a cliffhanger in the history of television. (laughs) Just take a step back. Not even a step, a half a step. Get off. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, gross. Don't touch me with those weird swarm hands. Hey, you know, there's a pandemic on. (laughs) Right? Put a glove on, at least, sir. Wear a mask. Uh, Azura attempts to return one copy's memories. Yaz, Dan, Jericho, and Williamson travel to 2021 and meet Kate Leftbridge Stewart and the second copy of the Doctor, who gives Claire and Jericho to the Centaurans and takes her TARDIS from Kate. The third Doctor copy crashes Bell's ship into the Centauran command. The Centaurans remove the third copy, whom the second copy rescues. Follow along, listener. Uh, the second copy rescues. And commit genocide against the Lupari? Uh, They offer an alliance with Cybermen and Daleks, a ruse to sacrifice them to the Flux, while the Lupari ship ensconces the Centaurans. Claire escapes the Centaurans, but Jericho cannot. The the two copies then rescue Vinder and Diane and then reform the Lupari shield behind the Centaurans, leaving the Flux to consume them as well. Um, Jericho, the Daleks, the Cybermen, 
Uh, and uh, uh, let me see here. Hold on. Uh, to consume the Centaurans, Jericho, Daleks, and Cybermen and, uh, and be absorbed by the passenger. Azur yep. and Swarm bring the first copy to Atropos to sacrifice her to time. But time destroys the duo and reunifies the Doctor. Using the tunnel doors, Kate and Vinder maroon the serpent on a small asteroid. Vinder and Bell decide to travel with the Carvanista. Diane refuses Dan's date offer because happy endings and all that, I guess. I don't know. The doctor invites Dan to join her and Yaz, and she deposits her lost memories deep into the TARDIS interior. See, so there was some closure, Ben, sort of. They just, you know, actually, ironically, get your double Moffat gear at uh, geeklymerch.com, but this kind of felt like one of those Moffaty endings where it's like, you know, how, how many minutes are left? Okay, let's just boom, 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 boom. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like we set up a million things in five episodes and now let's, let's try to wrap up as many of them as like as quickly as possible. Well, now this was the problem, wasn't it? This is what we were predicting is that, um, I just didn't try to do that summary. There are so many balls up in the air here. Sometimes Um, Ben, I feel like I was just saying words that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, and quite. And the thing is, so like I said last week, I don't accept the argument that, you know, it's all far too complicated and doesn't make sense. It it does make sense. It's just, it feels like a lot of it's not going anywhere. Of course, it all, almost all anyway, um, will be. Um, we know that there's time loop stuff coming up fairly soon because we know that from the trailer spoilers. But um, so, and we know there's Daleks, so we know that the Daleks have not been entirely wiped out. But Ultimately, in terms of the future of of others, I mean, Professor Jericho currently dead. Big shame, a uh, big shame because he was an awesome character. But will he stay dead? I don't know. Um, Dan, we know that uh, that um, John Bishop is a, a one and done uh, as far as well, as far as has been said anyway. In terms of who, but I'm guessing he'll be knocking around for the specials or at least for one or two of them. Calvinista, like I feel really bad about because his entire species got wiped out except him and and that just got shrugged off as, oh, that happened. Uh, and then that was it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you've got Vinder and Bell, who oh, we still don't really know much about their story at all. Um, we've got, uh, obviously, um, the, the Grand Serpent, who I have now reached the conclusion that I cannot shake from my mind that he is the master. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think I'm here for that, but I'm not so sure. Um, because the problem is, the Grand Serpent, if he's not the Master, um, he is behaving like the Master. He's exhibiting an awful lot of the um, the sort of MO of the Master, and we know the Master is, um, if the, the the foreshadowing and the, frankly, giveaway line wasn't a red herring, we know that the Master is about to feature fairly dramatically. Kate Stewart appeared and was great to see, but it was like... Oh, and then she's, she's gone again now. Um, the, the the Weeping Angels, we've got a lot of... You see, we did get some closure on them in the sense we've got a lot of information about them that fills in blanks and kind of sets the lore a little bit better for them, which is good. Um, but but other than that... I mean, I've, I've not mentioned Claire Brown either, actually, I couldn't think of it, but, but, but other than that, like, it just all feels like setup. And, of course, the concern we had in the last show was... You know how many things have been opened up here with 
with no resolution. Um, when people finish a um, a season, to, to to use the American terminology, even though it's British, um, they, they when it's you know when it's a named season like this, a run, a mini series, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you kind of want some closure at the end of it, and, and th- th- there was none. Uh, now the problem is this is where we come back to the Chibnall Trust Index, doesn't uh, index rather, um, because if if this was somebody who hadn't done this to us before, we might be going, hey, look, there's three specials: New Year, uh, Spring, probably Easter, um, and Autumn. We we know that you know that this is not the end for pretty much any of these storylines, and so we'll see where they go. Mm-hmm. But what worries me is that, like, I don't know how much of this is going to get resolved. I mean, the Fob Watch, the um, uh, you know, gets dropped into, well, gets put into the safe hands of the TARDIS to look after until sometime when the TARDIS wants to cough it back up at the, do- the Doctor's insistence. I think that is a sensible resolution because that is saying I now have the means by which to, you know, to completely unlock the mystery of, of this character, but I don't need to do it now. And I, I kind of approve of that in the same way that, um, you know, the, I, I, I get, have we solved the, the multiverse issues here? Not I mean, really. We now got a, we've now got a clear image of, of where the universe in which Doctor Who has always existed, um, kind of stands in relation to another adjacent universe. And we know it exists that that predates Flux because of um Rose and uh, uh and Ten. Yeah. Um but uh, I mean uh, it's hard to fathom, isn't it, what what was hoped to be achieved by by this particular format. That is to say Flux a effectively a mini series mm-hmm. of of the end of a particular um, iteration of the Doctor, yeah, and I, I, I won't be as brutal as some have been about it because there's a lot of people saying, you know, see, I told you it's leading nowhere. There's no sense to it. It's all just been thrown in the mirror. Yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah, we do sometimes get a bit of that, but we don't see all by my reckoning seven story arcs in. Um, in a you know in, a, in an arc as in a, a more encompassing arc we don't ever see like a whole seven arcs just sort of fizzle out and disappear so we know we are going to get some resolutions the vanquishers are, are fascinating characters who started so strong they were a big bad and then it turned out that well maybe they're not time is time the new big bad time mm-hmm. seemed like an interesting concept i mean you present effectively a sort of Q level baddie by having sure um, yeah you know you, you get problems with creating a, a sort of supreme being type bad I think but um, but then all it did was go ah I'm going to kill you doctor ah, uh, at some point <laughs> I don't know I'm very busy um, yeah 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 I don't got the time I know I see the irony um, you know so there's there's a lot going on and I I just I'm frustrated that we didn't have a couple of good revel- uh, resolutions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we didn't need them all to be resolved. In fact, I'd have been probably just as mad if we'd had the Moffat era kind of um, golden arrow, as uh, I sometimes joke, um, yeah. sort of situation happening. But 
what we've got here is too far the other direction it seems to me and and i find that i find that irritating um killing the doctor's uh i guess adoptive mum brackets um exploiting person um, slash pimp slash kidnapper yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone call her um <laughs> I'm I'm kind of glad. Yes, it was very senseless, but then you're supposed to feel that every one of the Vanquishers' um, uh, killings are senseless. That's literally the point of them as characters, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the inconsistencies across Flux are the thing that, that makes it feel like we're going to be left kind of floundering about for some sort of sense at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, did, did you did you feel that you got any any sensible resolution out of this? I mean, from like a satisfying perspective, no, not really. Uh, I mean, it, they certainly had characters and elements of this six episode run where you know you saw the endings of them, but not in a way that felt like it served what was going. I mean, I don't know. Like this definitely held like, I definitely had some, I guess, Moffat flashbacks to this where there were some intriguing ideas, some interesting characters, some fascinating directions, all of this stuff. And, like it felt very much like an idea, like an idea man kind of thing, right? Like I've got these ideas, but I don't know how to coalesce them at the end. And like giving birth to the division in, in this, you know, with, yes. with this much substance and that's a, is fascinating. You know, I, I, I always, I tend to resort to track references or, or comparisons, but mm-hmm. that feels a bit like the first time we meet the Borg in next gen, you know, you're kind of like, Holy fuck, this is, this changes everything. Mm-hmm. And then they disappear for, for a time, yeah. you know? Um, so the division is, is that sort of creation. And I think so. And now they've vanished for a bit. One must assume. Yeah, um, there, there. So the division, like that's an that's an element. I think that was, I mean, I think that's yeah, like you were sort of saying, like kind of a Borg type thing where you're intrigued. It seems way mu- like much larger, much more uh, vast than some of the other things that we've we sort of dealt with. And, and it's the first time that the protagonist feels totally out of their depth. Yeah, and and in that way, I think it's smart to put that on a shelf. And not yeah. entirely deal with it, but I, I guess like the way Swarm and uh, Azure were dealt with, or the the Flux, or like any any of these things, kind of felt just like at the end, it's like okay, we gotta we gotta deal away with these things because the Doctor has three specials coming up, and they're not really going to be tied too much to this. So uh, at least that's the sense that I got. Uh, that there's probably going to be another mini three episodes or whatever that tell the ending tale of Jodie Whittaker's doctor. Um, like, the, you know, it, it's like some of the elements from the other episodes were present here. Like Jodie Whittaker, I thought was great. She was as doctory as ever. Um, you know, seeing Kate Stewart again. Great. 
and and she had a great episode. Absolutely, she's and she's always fantastic every time we see her. So how much has she grown into that character, though? Right. I, 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 so impressed with um, it's Gemma Redgrave, isn't it? Gemma Redgrave, um, yeah, and it's very impressive because it's not. I mean, it, it's a recurring character, and but not even one that recurs very often. So to see that much, uh, like see somebody so comfortable in the role, like that's impressive to she, me. She's, she's, she's used sparingly across um, across the show. Yes, but I did feel she was a little underused in this episode. She. I think the kind of dovetailing that's going on from a writing point of view here is is her dealing with um, the uh, I keep forgetting his what's his name the Grand Serpent. Her dealing with him um, seems to be the dovetail into what's coming, perhaps in maybe not the first of the specials because the Christmas New Year one always has to be able to stand alone. Because it, it's 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 holiday TV, so that's uh-huh. what it is. So the Easter um, or thereabouts special that's coming out, I feel like that's where we'll see the dovetailing. I think we're going to take a breather in the in the the, the festive season one. Um, mm. But you know, so seeing her, hopefully that's going to be her as a, you know being introduced as a big part of not the next special but the one after. Yeah. Uh, but I mean. There are also some characters that I don't, I don't see that there was any point to, in a way. So like Claire, I don't really, I don't really understand why she was there. No, me either. Well, she's there to turn down Dan at the end. You know that happy ending that everyone was looking for. Um, But but, you know, she's lived in an alternative. Well, not an alternative universe. She's lived in a, um, a inside passenger, yeah, for what may be a very, very long time. Quite possibly, yes. Um, and I understand how she then comes at him with the incorrect line, you know, "You were late," which he wasn't, and so on. That that just I, uh, time is relative, cool. Claire. Uh, well, absolutely. If we've learned anything, um, <laughs> but, like, but then again, I mean, if I'm wrong about the Grand Serpent being a master, yeah. then what the hell was the function of the Grand Serpent? Because yes. he's, he's Indiana in uh, in Raiders in, in that situation. Nothing mm-hmm. about the story changes uh, without him. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. So, um, and, and Calvinista, I mean, he he does, well, I suppose he provides a, a, a point in, in a way, but Vinder and Bell haven't yet served a real purpose in the story. Um, Die, I suspect, never will serve a purpose in the story. Right. Um, uh, Jericho is uh, like he was important, I think, actually, and uh, and yeah, I, I, it's just really. I know I keep repeating myself, but it's it's really frustrating that that there's so many cans of worms open now. Yeah, that, again, feels it, like it, they're not going to touch on them. Yeah, exactly. It's the trust index. It is. I now wonder whether we will ever see a conclusion to half of this or whether we'll yeah. just be expected to forget it. And do you know what? Based on the previous score, um, I suspect that for a little while until Russell decides that he gets his head around it, um, there's a single, solitary, quite polite, perfectly lovely um, uh, Ood running arguably one of the most powerful secret organizations in <laughs> the multiverse. Yes. Um, which seems perfectly satisfactory to me, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, 
Well, I, I, I for I one, Ben. Trust in there, right? Yeah. I, for one, can't wait to switch from the Chibnall Trust Index to the uh, Davis Heart Index, uh, where we just give them a bunch of heart emojis over and over. Uh, at this point, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a lot of pressure to put on one person, but uh, it's, it's not even like I thought this episode was bad, but considering the five previous hours of build, this was I, not the ending that I was looking forward to. And that's the thing, isn't it? It was the it, it was the the strongest outing for um, for Jody at all, obviously. Yeah. And 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 let's mention it, lest we forget. I know we mention it every week, but it gets better every week. Visually, um, it looks great. Like the construction of the Cybermen and Dalek fleets. Yep. Um, at, the, at the hands of the Flux was, I mean, that was worthy of epic feature film. I mean, yeah, great stuff. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and I like the fact that you get a little bit of juxtaposition with the slightly kind of Who-esque wobbly, ske- uh, wobbly set sort of stuff from classic Who here and there. Like yeah. the Division um, uh, ship, I guess, um, is, is a bit old Who to me. Um, you know, when you can see the... Um, the starter motor thing on the edge of one of the neon tubes that they've got in the lighting there. You know, you're kind of like, oh, okay. Um, you know, n- none of the lights on any of the consoles were taken from a um, an Austin Allegra, but I wouldn't have been surprised, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So sort of setting those against um, th- this this feature film quality CG, it is, it, I find that deeply enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Watching Jodie playing against herself in some of those scenes was uh, putting aside for the fact for the moment, as you said, you know, the job splits in three, as you do doctor. Yeah. Um, like she frequently did. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously ugh, that was awkward stuff and it, it seemed like a device simply to try and go, Oh, hang on. We've created too many storylines. Shit. We need more doctors. Let's just get three and have them all do so. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I'd have rather they'd gone multi-doctor frankly than that to, to, to finish that storyline off or mm-hmm. whatever. The, the the way they did various things from a story point of view was perhaps suboptimal. The way that they pulled off the performances, and I cannot fault a performance in this episode, with the possible exception of I just can't figure out if I if I don't like the character of the Grand Serpent or if um, it's just not a great performance. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, sure I yet. felt like a bit of column A and a bit of column B for me. Yeah, may, maybe. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of the right materials. It's all it's, yeah. It's all of the right notes, but just not necessarily in the right order. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, okay, so what would you give episode six? Um, I'm I've been wrestling with this most of today. Um, I, I'm sorry to say, after such a strong season, that even if I treat this as the like penultimate chapter of mm. this story, which I'm, I'm convinced it is rather than the final chapter. Um, I'm afraid this episode only gets a three from me. Oh, it okay. Was, it was disjointed. It had, despite the excellence of the ingredients of, of this episode, ultimately the thing that was produced at the end was less than the sum of the component parts. I felt. Mm-hmm. I went. I gave it a three too. Um, 
I, I toyed for a while with going a little under three. So did I. I mean, uh, there's so much goodwill built from these other episodes, but at the same time, this one kind of just ended in a, um, you know, I was thinking of like a best of both worlds ending. And instead I've sort of got a worst of both worlds ending. Uh, but it's not the end. I, th- I think that's got to be what we've got to take from this. Otherwise, right, I mean, right, right, right. To be the end. I mean, this is going to be the next thing in, in Who, isn't it? The big drama is going to be when the uh, Christmas New Year episode doesn't really deal with any of this, and we'll all at the end of it go, "Oh, well, that's it. Yes, oh, typical bloody Chibnall." Blah, blah blah blah. Right. Okay. Just remember that episode. Generally speaking, it will have a little drop of something from that story out, but. Basically, it's going to be a standalone because that's what the Christmas New Year episode is traditionally. Yes. Thereafter, if in the Easter episode, we do not see a proper resuming of these storylines in order to tie them up in the final, actual final episode for for Jodie, then we could be thoroughly pissed off with Chibnall. I just can't accept we're there yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to maintain that Chibnall trust index at like a five- it's firmly in the middle. Yeah. It was it was much higher before, but it's certainly that that needle has has uh, receded a little bit. To in fact, was mine at a four before? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. I mean, honestly, this we haven't really checked in on it this season. I would imagine that throughout this season, it would have gone up dramatically, but it did. It did, but then it, the reason it dropped last week was that I just saw how you know how many cards were on the table. Uh, yeah. Um, with, there was a lot to do with three specials left. Yeah, yeah, that that that's going to be the thing. Although I am looking forward to listening to all the man babies crying at uh, on, on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, whatever it is, um, over the fact that you know he he will leave us feeling utterly deserted in that episode. But I'm I'm yeah. very prepared for that. I kind of think it needs it. I, I think it's been there's been a lot of heavy lifting done um, in Flux, and I. Mm. I do kind of think, yeah, do you know what? Dan having maybe his goodbye moment might be yeah. one of the better things to do with this. If Yaz is still with us, um, which she may well be after regeneration, so be it. But I think I think we do need to at least see w- to what extent the reset yeah. button is being pressed. And it, and it will be, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, everybody, that's our, our podcast for the time being. Uh, you, we'll see if Earth is still around when the next episode of Doctor Who airs. Uh, but presuming that it is, we should probably be back as well. At least one would assume. Uh, so for now, everybody, head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. There are a couple of different ways you can do that. There's the the Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. There's the home of the double Moffat gear, geeklymerch.com. Uh, wait, 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 what's that website? Oh, it's geeklymerch.com, Ben. In fact, there's a holiday sale going on there. Uh, as we record this, it apparently it is some sort of holiday season. And hmm. some people celebrate it. Uh, I think a smattering handful of people. Uh, Saturnalia, it's one of my favorites. The Saturnalia, of course, yes, yes. Uh, the uh, <laughs> pagan... <laughs> <laughs> Pagan rituals uh, abound. Christmas, motherfuckers, don't stop acting us. <laughs> it runs through the twenty fifth 
uh, just use the code HOLIDAY25 to get 25% off of your order uh, there. Um, mm-hmm. Are we, are we going to do the other thing, or should I keep going to the end? I just realized. Well, that's fine. I, I mean, so in the Etsy game normally, let's yeah. know, we do Who-related, um, well, tarts, let's be honest. Yeah. Sometimes expensive. Um, but I thought, well, we're approaching the, the festive holiday giving pagan judeo-christian uh i think they're the only ones with stuff around the summer yeah uh festival and it's it, you know there's, there's gifts being given and i thought well we've seen some interesting looking um characters we've seen some slightly wacky uses of the slightly grotesque co- across some um, chibnall's era that's certainly who. true yeah and i thought well do you know what let's broaden our horizons listeners so i'll begin with <clears throat> i'll begin with this a six-headed wall-hanging clock. Now, this is handmade, I'll have you know, and let me just tell you a little bit about it. It's highly detailed original design by the seller. Over 90 hand-painted teeth. Ha-ha. Again, I'm reading it as it's written. Fully working, wall-hanging clock. Battery-operated, painted in graphic flesh tones. Solid, chunky design. Dimensions, approximately, because they just took a guess. 22 centimetres by 18 centimetres by 4 centimetres. That's nearly 50,000 hectares, if you're imperial. That's not. Um, uh, all items are hand-carved from clay by me. Not me. Person. Uh, I then make a rubber latex mould and support mould. There's a lot of detail. I'm going to fast-forward through the detail of how they make it. Ben, um, sometimes it's fun to imagine that you're the one actually doing this. and just Oh, in that case, let me tell you, all items are hand-carved from clay by me. I then make a rubber latex mold and a support mold. I can then make a reproduction by pouring a dense casting plaster into the mold. When did this turn into the ASMR podcast? It's then hand finished and painted by myself. I hope you like them as much as I love making them. Sculptures in flesh tones take considerably longer than silver items. There's no explanation as to why. Uh, hence, they're a little more expensive. This isn't a reflection in any way of the quality of the sculpture. Each color gives a totally different look. In fact, some people prefer the silver. It's less graphic and gives a more gothic look. Now, that's why I had to keep on reading to the end, because you'll notice that uh, the seller has used the term graphic flesh a number of times yeah and uh, ben as somebody who has had way too much to drink today uh Mm. using words like fleshy and chunky have not been helping my stomach uh moist um yes so how much am i bid from a six-headed wall hanging clock with its graphic fleshy tones this is related to doctor who oh but you'll see when you see it um Okay. Why? I'm talking about the kind of creature workshop aspect. This sort of weird. Chibnall's done weird shit during Who. And yeah, so I mean I'm, that's I'm really, true. That's true. Yeah, um, your horizons, that's all. Don't worry. Chris. Well, so I've I was very confused when you said six heads because I'm like, okay, clocks have faces, but heads. That's that's six faces on it, but only one clock face. Oh my god. Uh, well, I mean. I imagine there's quite a premium for graphic flesh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure lots of people probably pay a premium for graphic flesh. So uh, depending on which part of town you live in. Um, Remember there's over 90 hand painted teeth. Ha ha. 
by like the ha ha. You know, so as to not seem creepy, right? They're laughing at the the creepiness of it. They're self-aware. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've I've got tw- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got twelve bodies in my basement. <laughs> um, it's only eleven. I was joking. Right, yeah. come on, have it, have it right. in pounds, please, because that's what I got in front of me. Oh, so so many teeth, Ben. I, I have to go three hundred and fifty pounds. But. Well, you're going to be pleased about this because here it is for you at £29 only, which is a fucking bargain until you look at it, which what Tony's just about to do. What the fuck is this, Ben? Ha-ha, mm-hmm. as I believe they would say. Oh, uh, my God. You, you like it? I, I don't know I, how I this want... is related to Doctor Who at all, Ben, other than it is terrifying. In truth, it's largely not. It's just weird shit I found whilst researching the Etsy game over the time. And let me tell you, that is not going to be the most disturbing thing you see during this game. Let's move on to item two. Now you've experienced the horror. Listen, um, the pictures of these things are going to be in the show notes. We'll release the links to them. I suggest you get and check these out. You will enjoy these, but don't do it like if you're feeling a bit queasy. The next one, do not do if you feel queasy. Me and my husband absolutely love this clock. It's one of the best things we have purchased. It came well it came well packaged and looks even better in person. Uh. Well, let me tell you. So, how much was that? 20, 29 pounds. Right. Lippy Larry fridge magnet. Weird face original. Unusual gift. Art sculpture. Big lips. Creepy horror face. Weird magnet polymer clay. Again. <laughs> Just the way it's written. Yeah, yeah. Larry. <laughs> I love this. <clears throat> hello, fellow weirdos. <laughs> Apparently I'm doing Dragula now. Larry hello. Regrets- <laughs> hello, Uglies. Um, Larry <laughs> regrets having his lips enhanced when he was six. He just thought if he had a platypus pout, then he could fit more M&Ms in his mouth. Each magnet is totally unique. I never use molds. Oh, all the shade at the previous one. Uh, diameter is approximately five centimeters. These magnets are individually made using polymer clay, no mold casting. Oh. Um, so there may be slight variations in pattern, color, and size between each one and from the photos. In other words, you could be ordering any old shit. Um, Please give me a shout on any thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Would love to hear from you. Listener, you know what to do. Don't let us down. Um, that's from lovely, lovely Sarah. Mm. Now, so really the headline of that presentation is these are um, fridge magnets. They, they fit comfortably in your palm, I would say. In fact, I don't need to guess because there's a picture of them looking... Okay. Well, not comfortable. It's in someone's palm. Um, and they're, they're made of, as, of clay, as you heard. And lips are the predominant features, I think you would have also gleaned from that information. Mm-hmm. We started at £29 for the last one. Am I going higher or lower? And... To what extent? For fridge yeah. magnets, you gotta go lower, right? It's, it's, a, it's a fridge magnet. I mean, these are no, no molds here. These are handmade every time. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I get that, but like you know, I feel like you've got to account for scaling here, and, and, and you don't want a fridge magnet to be too large because you know a, fr- a fridge magnet is there to largely just hold uh, the papers in place. Your child has perhaps done a. I do not put this on your fucking fridge to hold your child. So, so the next time my child brings home a, a good report card, do not uh, append it to my refrigerator using this magnet is what you're suggesting. I'm trying not to vomit looking at it. Oh my God. Okay. Well, uh, that's terrifying. Uh, I'm going to say less. Uh, I'm going to say uh, it's a fridge magnet handcrafted or not. I got to say, mm, uh, how much was the the previous? You said it was uh, 
what was that? 20, 20, 29 pounds? 29. 29 yeah. pounds. I gotta say 15. You, sir, have nailed it. But now tell me if they have. Holy shit. What the? Ben, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. It looks like somebody. This doesn't even look like. It, it looks like somebody took a strawberry, maybe? And. Punctured holes into it. Uh, Let me tell you, this is almost triggering for me. And if you do have your don't click this link. It may just be a little bit too much. Um, yeah. So there's there's that, and that's exactly fifteen pounds. Um, tell me, would you part with fifteen pounds for that product? No. Oh. I would pay. I would pay, I would, oh my god, every image is worse than the last. Um, mm. It's $20.74. $20. Uh, who would put this on their refrigerator? I love this item, and I love this shop so much. I'll be back. Thanks for being excellent. My fridge looks grand now. One uh, M. Munson of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's truly hideous, right? It's it's horrendous. Yes. Well, you'll be pleased to know that I'm going to move on to our final item, um, which I'm not even going to read the full description. I am going to describe it to you because I'm mainly concerned that all of the explanation they've given for it is bullshit, and this is actually for a far more sinister purpose. Okay. So I give you now <clears throat> miniature branding iron, two letters with special character. So what we've got here. <laughs> what we've got here is an actual branding iron um, so kind of uh, wrought iron I guess it probably is I don't know branding irons sure. um, sort of a hook shaped thing uh, with that goes down obviously to a sort of I guess a stamp at the end yes. which is in the form of two letters with a special character so you know like an ampersand for example um, okay. Which is the example given here. Although I noticed some people have got three letters instead of, uh, you know, you see. Anyway, mm. so and it looks like a great, uh, a great product. The letters, in case you're wondering, are one and a quarter inch tall. The width varies by letter, of course, as you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, but uh, for a three-letter brand, it's usually about two and a half inches wide. Okay. Uh, obviously, I mean, I appreciate I'm stating the obvious to most of you. Mm -hmm. um, now they say it can be used to put initials on. Things like, you know, if you're making a, a special steak for someone's birthday. or <laughs> sure, um, sure, yes, that's where my mind went to. Absolutely. Or if you're, for some reason, putting someone's initials on a tortilla wrap. I don't know why you're doing yeah, that. But, yeah, yeah, and this yeah. This is what I do every time I make a crunch wrap, Ben. Uh, uh, right. uh, if only I had a way to, to put my initials on it so this way other people would know that this is my crunch wrap, not yours. Absolutely. I mean, makes sense, actually. Um, yeah. Or, of course, it could be for an entirely fucking super. <laughs> um, and I just think it is. Uh, how much am I bid for a miniature branding iron containing two, or let's be honest, three letters with which you can probably commit um, a Section 18 assault on somebody yeah. as part of a hideous, hideous sex game or... Um, yeah any criminal domestic situation sure how much 
How much do you want to pay for that? Uh, well, Ben, I've, I've thought about the situation often, as anybody who knows me well would have guessed already. You'll have looked through the market, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you don't want to go through my browser history. That actually I'm might be... I'm behind weekly subscription, I saw as well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, actually, that might be a real thing you might not want to do, but for entirely different reasons. But in this case, uh, no, I've not, I've not really gone branding iron shopping. So this is, this is new to me. It's the sort of thing you might do if your hobby was listed on your Facebook profile as, you know, licking my wife's C-section scar and whispering, I love you, my little Ziploc bag. It's that level of (laughs) fucked up. So (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is, is yeah. that a comment from the the the, the no, that's, that's just come from my brain. It's even more worrying. Okay. Um, uh, okay. 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 Um, well, shit. Uh, it's it doesn't sound like a huge branding iron, but even if it's made of if even if it's a miniature one, it's still probably made of the probably raw it, iron. Yeah, I think so. It's it's a it's a good looking product. Okay, uh, sturdy. That's good. Um, you could beat them with it after you've used it. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, say, think about irons for a truly unique unity wedding ceremony, it says here. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, let's say 45 pounds. 45 pounds, um... Do you know what you'd be overpaying? This is only, only £37.92. And what you forget is that because of the shape of it, you could stick it up the sleeve of your um, overly large camel coat and pretend to be Candyman if you felt so inclined. Indeed. Uh, I like how you can put uh, hearts on it. Uh, Mm. Do you know what I really like about it is the fact that it's got 1,379 reviews. I like how the very first one is literally a review that says we love it and has a picture of a tortilla with a branding on it. Yeah. So clearly, yeah. Ben, our brains were... I'm looking down here at some... Here's some steaks with, yeah. some, with some things branded into the... Clearly, I... fucking sinister. Even even on a state, yeah, I guess to me, I, I don't see the need to, to put my initials onto a steak or a, or a tortilla. I, maybe I... Maybe I'm going to talk about the picture of the bit of cowhide where someone's scorched onto the cows. I was going to uh, say, where does the ship from? But then I noticed that Hico, Texas is where the ship's from. So like, okay, okay. That um, makes uh, but that was thirty-seven pounds ninety-two, which is a conversion from um, American money for I'm gonna guess about forty-five dollars. Uh, Forty dollars, yeah, American. And dare I say, Ben, uh, shipping from Hico, Texas, uh, at the risk of sounding like a dad, very on brand. Uh, okay, so <laughs> there you go. That's a game that um, you'll not really appreciate unless you go and follow the links in the show notes, which is conveniently where you can also find better quality merchandise than you find on Etsy, Etsy, Etsy <laughs> by visiting geeklymerch.com and not thinking about any of the things you've seen. No, try not to. We apologize uh, in hindsight. I don't. 
you had it coming. <laughs> That's what you get for watching this episode of Doctor Who. Um, okay, so also this podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible. Just search for Who Made Who. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back in the year 2022 to hear us talk about uh, Doctor Who special, series 13 special, I don't know, episode one, Eve of the Daleks. Daleks.